0: Hello and welcome to another Balance and Wellbeing podcast. Today we're talking about assertiveness, the power of bringing true authority to work and parenting. So, do you feel like you're hiding behind a submissive or aggressive personality, even if ever so slightly? Is it possible to be honest and forthright without retracting or being overbearing? What's the harm if we don't and what comes to life when we can do this? True expression isn't tarnished with personality behaviours that have held us back from bringing all of our quite natural, powerful selves. True power isn't forceful, nor is it passive or dismissive. True expression and power bring a quality that holds the other equal. It also allows relationships and projects to unfold with greater wisdom and integrity as their foundation. So that's what we'll be talking about today. My name is Sam Eddy. I have a background in financial services. I do a lot of workplace wellbeing training and I'm an executive coach with parents at work. Um, I also have a bit of a background in psychology. Katie, how are you today?
1: I'm good. Hello. Hello.
0: Katie Walls, as always, you're my co-host and you have a background in HR and a complementary therapist. Um, This is a really great topic. As always, we had a bit of a chat before we came online and there's a lot to explore here and and it can be a tough thing to talk about or even figure out how to be assertive, especially in the workplace, but of course, as a parent. What comes to mind for you when when we think about trying to be assertive?
1: Well, when I was just um, pondering this topic... Um, I was feeling, okay, well, what what gets in the way from us being in our authority? Um, Because we naturally know how to be um, assertive in a way that doesn't impose but brings direction. So it's great to explore, well, what what gets in the way? Why aren't we naturally doing that? And I could really feel, um, be it in parenting or be it at work, that um, the reactions it brings up in others, and quite often that's an avoidance. We just don't want to want to go there. We don't want to feel the reactions. Who's being assertive in in, the, in authority is really powerful, and it's an amazing quality to bring to others. But if we see someone who's who's naturally um, bringing that, and we're not, it either brings up a reaction of "Wow, I'm inspired from that by that person," or I don't like the way it feels, and and a competition kind of um, feeling can come in. That's what I was just considering
0: yeah absolutely that's I mean it is it it, it is good to identify up front the things that get in the way and I love how you say that there is kind of this natural inbuilt confidence that we can have to be perhaps calm assertive maybe that's a good way to describe it Mm. to be to have that confidence to be assertive but there is so much stuff that gets in the way Mm. and and it and it made me think as you were talking about the feeling often we don't like the feeling of Having to have a perhaps a difficult conversation, we just want everything to feel good or feel okay all the time, particularly when we're busy and we're under pressure. We don't have that energy to get involved, but often, if we don't do it, um, problems can fester and and we end up saying yes, perhaps more than we should. So, there is so much stuff that that gets in the way of it. I wonder if it's often society driven as well.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: you know, as I was sort of hinting, that it's we don't like confrontation, we've got to sort of put on the happy face, we've got to pretend everything's okay, we've got to be seen to be uh, doing or taking on more work. If it's in a workplace situation, we want to please, we want to get rewarded at work, we want to perhaps improve our career. So, saying no or making your point clearly, which might mean you're disagreeing with someone, can be a hard line to figure out.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I, I feel that's that's the default then because we're not comfortable with that, or haven't haven't kind of um, been supported to be in our authority. That we go to the default of either being submissive or aggressive, because you're already preempting someone's reactions. So it's like, well, if I'm if i if I go to the default of being more submissive, it's not going to be a threat to someone, so I'm not going to get that reaction at me. Whereas if, even if it's verbal or nonverbal. Um, Or I can feel that reaction already, so it's created a reaction in me, and um, I'm going to be a bit more aggressive just to kind of stamp my point. So, you know, it makes total sense why, um, you know, there's those default modes that we go into versus being in the authority. I suppose it's just building up a relationship with yourself in bringing those qualities so that... um, you know you're you're supporting yourself in those situations and not preempting someone's reaction because that's already going to bring a reaction if we're preempting it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny when we're sort of butting up against people or we're looking at models of what a assertiveness is. When we look at, I guess, our politicians, for example, it's um, you, you think about how they speak to each other in Parliament, oh, um, the, sure the, <laughs> the aggressiveness, the blame, yeah. the finger pointing, and I guess they're the people you know in power that presumably we should be <laughs> looking up to in yeah. some form. And I guess we do, even if we, even, particularly if we're younger and we're not consciously perhaps analysing and going, is that how we want to be? So it yeah. we see these models. And it, it doesn't really give us perhaps some some model to base what we need to do off. So we sort of find ourselves in perhaps positions of even authority ourselves at, at work or in senior roles or even just as parents. Sometimes we can you know go to these default modes. We can kind of butt up against and we think force is the best way to push through.
1: Yeah, spot on. And there's very few people that we've seen, as you say, that are comfortable in their authority. Um, as a role model from a role model perspective um, and definitely at school you can remember the teachers that um, may have been more comfortable and then the others that weren't and it's like well, I don't want to be like that or I had bosses that perhaps weren't that comfortable in their authority and went more into the aggressive and again it's like well I don't want to be that if I want to be in that role I don't want to have that you know those tendencies so it's a really awesome opportunity to go okay what is being in my authority what does that look like what does that feel like is it just you know not compromising with something that you feel is true and then being comfortable in that but allowing space to have for people to have their own um, perceptions of things etc but not not letting that affect you and um, yeah just having that confidence building that confidence within yourself in those situations And it's kind of like taking one step and then feeling what that feels like and then another step and another step until you feel more of a flow um, with expressing what you're actually feeling, but allowing space for other people to have their own um, thoughts about that.
0: Mm. I love how you you say like now is a good time to figure out how you want to be authoritative or, you know, do it with confidence because I think, slowing down and you know if you're listening today and this is time out for you a bit of disconnect time from your busy day it is the perfect time to think well how you know what's my ideal perhaps even think of people who do do this really well perhaps there is a really calm confident person that you respect at work who runs a great meeting who is that who has great authority who maybe commands some respect or has great integrity but they do it in a really lovely way perhaps that's how Might be a good model for you to figure. I like some traits of how they do things. I like how they go about it. Perhaps there's other parents who that you see, you know, deal really. They have really clear boundaries with their kids, but they do it from a place of love, for example. So often, it's good to slow down and go. Okay, well, what's what? What am I working towards? And it doesn't matter if you're not there yet either. If you have you perhaps you're doing bits of it at times and you get there and sometimes you don't, it's still a good time just to go, okay, this is in an ideal world, this is some of the traits I like to see. I often talk about um uh, and I get into a bit of trouble sometimes. I was speaking to I think it was my sister the other day around um training puppies. And I don't know if you've ever watched Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer.
1: He's great. And yes. he's
0: <laughs> he talks about <laughs> that calm assertiveness and the energy that you have around when you are training dogs and puppies, because dogs very much it's, it's intuitive; they they, they, not, they can pick up your energy in a second, and children obviously can too. So it's yeah, how, people
1: are exactly the same. That's it, spot on. Yeah,
0: so how can you have that that calm energy when you are trying to train, and um and you you can sort of command the respect that way? It's that calm, you know, authority, but it's also about you know using rewards and rewarding people. Um, as opposed to punishing or being punitive, which creates the fear and creates that negative tension. So I always, for me at least, that the idea of that calm assertiveness feels really lovely and feels quite natural.
1: yeah, and I love what you're saying there, and and just observing also how your body feels when you are in that flow and and just being assertive, you know cocking it, I think that you know that's what we we don't do enough of is actually appreciating. You know, We're really quick to go into I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that, but really um, clocking when you're, you're going, wow, okay, I can, I can feel what I'm bringing here. And I had a situation just recently um, with my daughter and I was having a conversation of, of really being um, very straightforward with what I was feeling in relation to some of the choices that she was making. Um, you know, obviously giving her space for that, but not compromising in, in expressing what I was feeling. And I could really clock the point where I was more reactive and then more in um, my authority, not with an expectation of an outcome. And then when I just spoke from that place to her, you know, she was just so much more receptive and there was no reaction coming back. So, you know, it really is gold. Um, just, just allowing that authority.
0: Yes, and, and I really like what you're saying around getting in touch with how you're feeling. And I guess we talk about this a lot, but you know, how are you feeling? Are you feeling tension inside of you? Is there heart racing? Is there shallow breathing? Are you feeling generally tense? Because when we're having these, you know, important but often hard conversations, if we're not in tune with how we feel, sometimes we can be zero to a hundred in two seconds yeah. flat and we're kind of gone because our words and thoughts are being fueled by the, this tension that we feel And or it can then force us to do the opposite to withdraw to say yes and try and placate and and avoid the conflict as well
1: mm. yeah and then going into the submissive yeah yeah exactly
0: so it is powerful and it sounds like it's a, you know you had a, a great outcome perhaps you know a difficult conversation but you're able to actually really inhabit that space
1: yeah and then that, that becomes a new benchmark for us just by clocking it and going wow okay you know and depersonalizing as well so quite often we'll be in a reaction the moment we're personalizing or thinking someone's not not digesting what we're saying or um, you know you can see the reaction it's bringing up in others just go all I'm doing is sharing what I'm feeling and that's it and then that gives space for other people to do what they want to do with that as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I often talk about um, also to try and really figure out how you want to be um, have perhaps that calm, assertive or have authority in a way that works for you without perhaps, you know, adding to conflict or avoiding it completely is figuring out what's what your values are, what's important to you. Um, if you've got a difficult conversation, what outcome you're looking to achieve what's your line in the sand if, if you're trying to set boundaries with people. Often, if we're not clear on what's important to us um, and we're sort of lost in the the wheel of life or the, the rat race sometimes we're really busy, we're just going to the next thing, going to the next thing, we don't take the time to figure out what's important to us and what I'm prepared to do or not to do. If we have taken done that work and taken the time to figure out what we love about our career, what we want in life generally, what we want for our family... Um, but also what we're, what, what we're prepared to do and also not to do, then it's a lot easier to go into these situations where we've got to perhaps set boundaries or have difficult conversations to then hold your line, but do it from a place of calm. Without it, as you say, you mentioned getting personal. Often it gets personal if, we, if our egos come in and we're just fighting against the other person, egos butt up against each other. But if we're clear that on the outcomes we're looking for, we're really in touch with the values and what we're passionate about, it can be a lot easier because we just keep focusing on the facts of the situation. We might be going, Look, I we can understand where people are coming from, but we still know what our line in the sand is, and that can be hard for people to set initially. But with the work I do with clients, I know once they start to really set that line in the sand, have done the work around values, they can start to you know, bring through this calm but assertive, authoritative energy that can start to really help change things and create more of what they want in their life.
1: Beautifully said. And if we look at uh, that, that calm expression without reaction, and again, no perfection here whatsoever,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: and if we look at authority and just being assertive, what what another aspect that is just, as you were talking then, feeling gets in the way is expectation. And it's actually huge because if we want things to go a certain way, if we want an outcome for whatever we're presenting at work or um, or with our kids, that's going to be expressed. That's going to be felt basically. And it's easy to say, yeah, well, okay, I don't want to have an expectation, but we do. We have so many expectations of how we want things to be, how we want things to look. And that's where the personalization comes in as well. Like, oh, they're not accepting it. This is the way we need to go. This is the direction we need to go. And people aren't expressing it. So that's where the kind of aggressive aspect can come in because you're just wanting to stamp it, wanting people to see, you're wanting people to get it. So I suppose the two are quite Mm. linked. But if we're going to be more um, assertive in a loving way, then it's to really look at what our expectations are and to feel those as well, just clocking them and and realizing and then you go whoa I didn't actually realize I had so many expectations they're just they're just subtle they're just in the background
0: and they're, and they're so they're um, so damaging that, aren't they sometimes when we've got so yeah. many and you just say they're, they're in the background they're overlaying everything it can be hard because we're in yeah. that fixed mindset. they're running the yeah. show
1: <laughs> here we are saying no I want to give people space and yep yeah, I just want to present what I'm saying but all these things are there pulling us and and being um, felt by other people as well. So I I just think that's a great opportunity for us to start looking at that and just clocking in our day. You know, how many expectations do we have? Or if we have a reaction in our body just to go, why am I reacting? What's my expectation? I must have an expectation here, otherwise I'd just be able to hear what someone's saying. I mightn't agree with it, but not react to it. So it exposes that that there are these these many, many um, expectations.
0: It's funny you mentioned that because I was in a meeting the other day and it was I was supporting a person um, around some just employee negotiations and it was um, it was going okay and then we it had come to some sort of agreement and there was a number of people in the room but then the most senior person at the very last minute started to backpedal and then we thought we all had agreement there was a, two different sides if you like for one of a better term it <laughs> sounds a bit adversarial but yeah. there was two different parties and trying to trying to come to a resolution and we'd sort of all got there except this one person who happened to be the most senior in the, in the room then started to reopen everything again and it was clear that um, they had really high expectations of what the outcome needed to be and they could not let it go even once his own colleagues had come to agreement it just could not let it go because the expectation was so strong and then it started to get personal you could just feel the energy switch so it, it just made me think of that when you were describing expectations.
1: Yeah. That's a great example. And 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 also a, not, a great example of saying we've just got to express what we feel because had had that happened earlier, obviously it was just a going along with et cetera. And quite often we can do that because we're not wanting to, you know, expose something or but how great to go actually all I've got to do is express what I yeah
0: can. I think that's important and we, we talked I think in the opening I talked we talked about what's the consequence if we don't so what is the consequence if we you know persistently over time can't express what we want and we can't maybe put lines in the sand we can't sort of be have that um that that authority that we want to express what is the consequence over time
1: you know it's, it's a tension and And that's also contributing to the default of being submissive or aggressive. Yes. Because, yeah, if if we're not, it's just like, okay. And both of those, one seems more um, easy to digest than the others, but from an energetic point of view, they're actually the same because it's a contraction. It's not being in your authority. You're just defaulting to be more expressive about it or more um, internal about it with being submissive. But um, the, the... if we just look at it from a body point of view, there's the impact to the body from the frustration and then that either gets taken out at mm-hmm. home, out of the office. If we're not expressing how we're feeling during our day at work, it will have a pressure cooker effect and someone will cop it, meaning you're either not as available in relationships because <clears throat> you're, you're internalising more and um, kind of contracting more or you're more um, letting steam. And and even that, it's not fair for our family or the people we live with or the people we're socializing with to have the residual of the fact that we're not allowing ourselves to express.
0: Mm. And I think that's, I think the pressure cooker analogy is so good because it, it will come out that the energy has to go somewhere, as you say. So it is, if you're listening, it is really good just to think about, okay, well, you know if, if you need motivation to try and get on top of this it has to the energy will come out so perhaps if we can channel it in the way that we want to um it's in expressing ourselves in the way we want putting our line in the sand being clear on what we want without the expectation um and and just kind of coming back to the facts of the thing of the matters of the matter that we're talking about with someone whatever it may be then it, it can be really important because it, it also I also see a lot of this in the workplace, particularly that we can be have more authority in certain situations. But there's often the case of the the manager or a leader who is very authoritative but almost um, dictatorial with um, their team, yeah. and then they don't manage up, they can't express authority up, up and so they're constantly saying yes, and then they become very harsh. With their team that they're managing, so it, people can be different in different scenarios. So we kind of have to try and get consistency as well around and have the confidence to express yeah. what we want, no matter who we're talking to, no matter what level they're at at work, for example.
1: Absolutely, and and to support each other with that, because someone's delivery mightn't be great, and we're learning, and we've, we've identified that there aren't really great role models around. So. It's like okay, we're going to go there, even with your team. And you don't have to express it to them, but if you're just clocking, I, okay, I, I want to start expressing more. I want to, I want to feel my authority. I can see the effect it has. i not, and also, you know, I can see others around me how how it affects them as well. So, rather than just reacting to someone as you're saying, if they are being a bit more aggressive, just feeling well, what what's the message here? What are they actually saying? What what? what's supportive in what's being said rather than going first to the delivery of, of the message. Mm. And then if you get more at ease with that, and then you're going to appreciate more what that person brings rather than personalising it. And um, there's a, a, a client I'm working with at the moment and I was just watching the manager and um, appreciating, you know, she's great in her authority in that she doesn't compromise and she's equal with everyone in that. You know the delivery people react mm. to at times, but I just went, Wow, you've got to admire that. You've got to admire that that person is living in a way that they know exactly what's needed and um, they won't compromise in that. So it's not a matter of wrong or right, it's just feeling what's needed. I'm going to get out of the way and I'm going to deliver that, and then not compromising um, because of certain relationships, etc., or dynamics, etc., um, and and Supporting yourself with that and going, okay, if I haven't been doing that, I may be a bit clunky to begin with and and that's okay and that people may have reactions because they're used to me being submissive, they're not used to me expressing this way or they're used to, being me, be, to me being a bit more aggressive so I'm just going to bring more understanding rather than expecting everyone to get it or to learn at the level and the pace that I learn at or to see the big picture the way I do rather than getting frustrated with people, just uh, appreciating more what they're actually bringing and having a bit more leniency, I suppose, for the delivery.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great advice, particularly if we're trying to make changes or perhaps have clocked that we're, I mean, we aren't... Um, or we need to be perhaps a bit more assertive or have more authority and, and, and not focusing on people's reactions so much, but sort of still... Yeah going you know, still trying to pursue it and make the changes you want and and knowing that people will might react differently but still trying to be true to what you're trying to achieve and you might adjust and adapt along the way mm. but holding true to that vision i think that's really nice yeah yeah and we kind I'm of mentioned help you. Oh, sorry katie i was just going to say we we mentioned yep. before we came on sort of the role of men and women it's a bit of complication doesn't it in terms of how people Absolutely. role models think how do I be assertive as a man versus a woman often there's different mm-hmm. um, different modalities are, to- are tolerated depending on what gender you are or what Absolutely. gender you just you know you describe yourself as whatever it may be but um, it, it's important to think about isn't it because often that can that can be the subconscious programs that come in, in and impact how we are
1: i'm so i'm so glad you brought that in because that is super cold and without going there it's it's like great we've we've mentioned all of this but that can be have a huge hold on someone and that could be their breakthrough of um you know being more assertive and and you'll get that you you know you'll, you'll feel the comments or you'll hear the comments about oh look at that woman you know she's blah 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 or he's blah 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 and um just, and that's because as we were saying previously, people will have a little bit of a reaction if we haven't been assertive. And then we start to step up into that because it exposes, you know, if, if they're doing it themselves or not, or if they're just playing that kind of subtle, I've got to keep the, the um, ease of everyone around me in the workplace. And if I step, put my head up a little bit too high, then, you know, that's gonna get a little bit more attention and um, again not to to go into that feel what's happening and if the comments are there or even if they're not said that you can feel that there's those aspects in relation to gender again just coming back saying actually I can feel what this project needs or I can feel what this company needs or I can feel what my kids need and I'm going to get out of the way and just express that then that then you're going to you know, that, that's going to help support in those situations where those aspects come in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think of style as well in terms of you know, how you are being authoritative and um, often men can get away with, in inverted commas, being more... I guess that, that old, the old style, if I, for one of a better word, of being more even aggressive sometimes, or um, it's true, and, and so there is still that. I guess that what's accepted or what's is tolerated just mm. because it's been the way it has been for you know however long. I guess it's familiar to people. So if nothing else, people are used to men speaking in a certain way. It's changing, of course, which is good, and versus women, but I often. Speak to women a lot about this, and but also men about how do you really hold your power. But I also talk about trying to be really authentically you, just because we see models of, um, particularly um, traditional models of men in power being that aggressive, being sort of in control. I, I talk to women a lot about, well, um, what qualities can you bring um, that are perhaps are different, but you can still um, hold your power. In a way that you, that's true to you, that's that will ultimately be a lot easier for you to do. Because often I've we see people, um, whether it's men or women, seeing other leaders who are really perhaps that aggressive style, and they try to adopt it, and it and it and it, You can mm-hmm. just see it. There's the tension, and it doesn't work. And often people who have been in you know you know successful and in inverted commas in positions of power. But have been that aggressive style. Often they suffer from health issues after time. They, you know, we might look at them and we don't necessarily get a picture of health for whatever reason because it, it is quite a draining um, style to maintain for many years.
1: Yeah, it's totally against the natural flow of our body, like it, it, it is, and then it often leads to um, you know substance abuse, and, and again, it's just from it's not. Being specific to anyone but it's like that pressure in the body it has to have a release so you know if if when if we're not dealing with that ourselves we will want to go to things external to make us feel better to take the edge off etc and then it does have implications on from a health point of view just the stress that it creates in the body let alone anything else and I love what you said before Sam it's adopting that style and again, because we don't have the reflections, of, um, many reflections, so to speak, it has been adopting. others just go, well, that's, that person successful. How are they behaving? How do they deal with pressure? How do they deal with this situation? So, okay, I'm going to align to that. And and then there's, there's yeah, not being true. We're all, we're all different. We've all got different expressions. Um, so it doesn't allow for that if, if we're adopting the style.
0: Yeah. Um, and just as you were talking there, particularly around the health conditions, and and perhaps you know adopting these styles, perhaps in, impacting our health if it's not a genuine style that really resonates with us, or if it's too aggressive and we're constantly putting pressure on the body and we're constantly frustrated or almost angry. I mean, I always think that well-being is key to this, and we often come back to this, Katie, but. Really, you know, having your outlets for stress, doing enough of the stuff that you love, exercising regularly, having plenty of disconnection time to really calm the thoughts, perhaps doing mindfulness to calm down thinking, which has a lovely calming effect on the nervous system. Um, All this stuff around balance in your life, is so important because if we're trying to do all the work that we've just talked about today, we're perhaps looking at people that we think hold great authority that we want to emulate because it feels natural for us and we're being clear on our values, we kind of have to do it from a place... The only really way to do it successfully is to do it if we're doing it from a place of feeling well. If we're feeling well in ourselves, we're more likely to be able to try new things in terms of style and maybe continue with that style, even if people react differently, as you were describing before. So how do you feel well-being and looking after ourselves and reducing stress comes into this?
1: A top priority for everything in life, (laughs) for parenting, for work. Seriously, it's so true. If that's compromised, you don't feel great when you wake up in the morning you'll start to want to eat more sugary foods or stimulating foods or salty foods or, you know, around 3 o'clock when you're tired, etc., to have a pick-up, and then that has a rip on effect as well. So that in itself, you know, that's the first focus. And again, we're not perfect dinner. It's some weeks we're going to be better, other weeks we're going to go, but just clock it in your body and go, actually, I've, I've been working greater hours and I've let that slip and I'm not feeling so great. Beautiful that's awesome because that's a resetting it's giving you an opportunity to go i feel the effects of that i can't compromise on that so i'm back on track awesome and then you're able to deal with situations better you're able to deal with pressure better you're able to deal with people's reactions better because we can't be in our authority we can't be assertive if we're not feeling good
0: we just can't do it yeah it's like pushing um I was going to say something a bit rude then. But <laughs> Go for it. Pushing stuff up a hill. Up a hill? <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Because it does feel like that. It just feels like hard. It it's is.
1: It's exactly like that. It's a great example. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and then it's just like, you know, the little things will set us off yeah. the edge. And then it'll be a build-up and then another little thing. And then just the way someone looked at us. It's like, oh, God, I felt that. That's not okay when really they weren't looking at us. They were looking <laughs> beyond us. It had nothing right. to do with us, but suddenly it becomes about us. And everything, us. you mentioned <laughs> taking things
0: personally, everything becomes personally and yeah. we often if we're not looking after well-being, then we revert to old habits. So we, then we go back to saying yes or being aggressive or whatever. Our, we all have our yep. tendencies when we're under yep. pressure, they'll come out. So, it, yeah.
1: yeah, aggressive or submissive, contracting yeah. and not contributing, which are both the same so it's yeah. different
0: it's <laughs> so true <laughs> um look that half hour just flew by um is there anything else you want to mention before we finish up today's episode
1: just just a, yeah i just suppose just appreciate you know going here and anyone who's listening if you go yeah well, i want to i want to feel what that feels like you've got to so appreciate that because if we've been in a pattern and a habit of not that's a lot of years so every little time you do a step and you went, okay, I felt that. I felt people's reactions, but I didn't indulge in it or I didn't go into it or I clocked when I did and I don't want to feel that. That's amazing. That's like yes. super amazing. And the gift, that, the gift that that gives your kids of seeing someone developing their assertiveness, that, that is just absolute love. I mean, what, what more can you give than that? so that they can feel be that in themselves and then not have the contraction and not have the stress that we're talking about and not have the pressure cooker situation. And the same with your co-workers because, you know what, we're all exactly the same. So we've all got this internal dialogue that goes on and feeling I'm not as good with this or that or whatever it is. Everyone's the same. They may just be better mm. at fooling <laughs> everyone else, but they're not. So true. <laughs> all the same. So amazing. Go for it. Learn and appreciate yourselves when you have a shift
0: yeah I just want to echo that I think they're, they're great words to finish on and, and look this this process of change is not easy but the reward can be powerful I often talk about success perhaps you were saying Katie is doing it even when it feels hard so going in and trying to change and and being mm. true to what you how you want to be even if you you know hit a few setbacks it's normal that's a sign of progress you know but just sort of keep holding true to what you want to achieve and you will eventually get there even if the journey is a bit hard, but you will you will definitely get the reward.
1: I love what you said there, Sam. Holding true, you know, holding what is true to you. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today on this Balance and Wellbeing podcast. Uh, on behalf of Parents at Work, we look forward to having you online and joining us for the next one. If you have any comments about today's episode, feedback, questions... Or, um want to let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about in the future please just send us an email at info at parents at work.com.au katie as always thanks again for being here it was a great discussion
1: yeah thanks sam um, thanks everyone Thank you for listening to another great podcast proudly brought to you by Parents at Work. We hope you feel inspired and you've got some fresh practical ideas to help you with your work-life balance. If you like what you've heard, please share it with others and subscribe to the Parents at Work podcast page. And remember, if you need extra support or would like to send us your feedback, please email info at parentsatwork.com.au.